0: I'm Chad Rutherwins. I'm Andy Kinnick. I'm JJ Artemis. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. No one gets to choose who they are in this podcast. <laughs> I don't know why I brought the like tagline thing in for the Deltarune episodes, but well, I'm going to have to keep a good, it going it's a good forever. Choice, yeah. Uh, and today, we're going to be talking about Deltarune, as should be very obvious based on all of the. Shitty branding I put on these. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> is, uh, this is Deltarune Episode 1, uh, which is the first in a presumably multiple game string of, uh, follow ups to Undertale. Uh, it is not a sequel according to Toby Fox, but is like, in the same universe pretty much according or, to him no it isn't uh, but that seems weird okay
1: undertale lends itself to a multiverse thing so it, yeah i would
0: agree
2: all things are suspect nothing is certain he is a liar <laughs>
0: yeah uh <laughs> but yeah so this is this is the first episode and this one was released for free uh on october 31st of 2018 uh kind of dropped without any warning at all. and like a one-day Twitter post. Yeah. Even the game masquerades itself as not the game from the beginning. Uh, but,
2: hey, it was. The, it was the game. <laughs> I would not have put it past Toby Fox to have just created a really high-fidelity survey... So it, 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 <laughs> even once it becomes a video game, even then, like, the, the entrapment continues around you. <laughs> like, you, you aren't certain that you are getting what you're about to get. And really, you're never certain as long as it continues to go on. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I think the, uh, like, the viral nature of the release was a really good call to kind of try to uh, recapture some of, like, the, the buzz around the original game.
0: Like, but you do it in like a different kind of way. Yeah, <laughs> despite like all of the differences and all, and how much of the stuff that if you listen to our episode zero of this series, we kind of talked about how much we liked like the the meta commentary stuff and the the shit that happens like outside of the game in the game. In the game, out the game. Uh, In and out game. (laughs) In and out burger. The The game. game. (laughs) Sneak king. Uh, um, The prequel to Undertale. (laughs) uh, Despite the lack of all of that, it's still like the way that it was released sort of made up for a little bit of it mm-hmm. where it was like, this is just weird enough. And the beginning is really strange. And they even keep the beginning when you're on the the switch version and the name of the game is not survey program according to <laughs> windows. So yeah, it's, it's pretty insane the way that, that he did this. And what you said about being uncertain all the way through, as long as you know that it's not over yet, this game raised so many more questions than it answers. And the fact that the game has an ending, like a, you fight a boss mm-hmm. and you go back to town and then you go, how is he going to... Like, what's part two? Like, is it... Are you going to be in the town? Or are you going to be in the world?
1: I think um, it'll pick up kind of the way the first one does where you go back to school and probably go back End to, up back
0: in the closet?
1: Back down the rabbit hole, yeah. <laughs> but who knows with fucking Toby Fox, so...
2: Yeah, this whole release seems specifically designed to try and poke and prod unprovable theories out of people. Mm-hmm. Because even a lot of the stuff that the game sets up as if it's going to be the start of a further narrative is either so vague that we can't possibly even accurately speculate on how it's going to be picked up later, example the gaster mine whatever that horrifying thing is to the south of the final town or it already has itself sort of tied into this neat little narrative progression ball and has an in-universe explanation about why it doesn't have to come back like the dark world when you wake up at the end of the entirety of, of it, it's completely recontextualizes just you were in a room with the lights off and hallucinating it, or something? It, it has a very like overt Alice in Wonderland inspiration
1: mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be like blurred like the was it a dream? Probably not, but <laughs> you'll find out later or you'll you know, that yeah. kind of a
2: thing. But it allows the possibility for them not to go back with that same kind of setting or aesthetic at all. They could still have continuity of character because a lot of these characters are people going into. But the have spiritual. it look totally different. Yeah, like you could go into the gymnasium and go into like basketball town. And it's all like <laughs> space about, jam all <laughs> about like sweet hoops, you know? Yeah, like that's yeah. absolutely on the table here.
0: Yeah, I I agree with that. I also want to uh, push a, a, an agenda <laughs> that I think Toby Fox was in fact inspired by. PS one classic car based platformer, <laughs> Rascal, <laughs> which also had you going into worlds that were unambiguously designed around objects found in your character's room. Mm-hmm. I feel like we might be in a Rascal situation here, <laughs> mm. where maybe there's like a an, uh, a time lord of some kind that's controlling Cronus. Yeah, that's that is that it set you into the battle world.
1: Real quick, sidebar. Yes? You brought up the gaster mine. (laughs) You're talking about, like, the area, like, south of the town at the end?
2: Yes, I'm sorry. I'm going too many steps deep. No, no, that's fine.
1: (laughs) Uh, I thought that was the entrance to the underground, like, the hole that... That your character falls down at the beginning of Undertale.
2: Fuck it, it might be. That, like, that's the whole point of so many things that get brought back up into this space, right? Yeah. Like, maybe they just slapped a nice little metallic cover onto the edge of what was once a pit that you fell down, or, eh, maybe it's a mindful science horror. Like... <laughs> oh. Maybe or or it's maybe
0: just, it's both. Maybe it's just a regular mind. <laughs> yeah. It just happens to be science horror nearby. Just it, makes terrible sounds. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Uh, though honestly, like, because that was honestly the first thing that I thought about when I finished the game is just like, like, where do you go from here? Like, what's from a, a just from a design perspective? Like, you have all of this setup, and it left me in this like complete state of confusion because. I liked so many of the, the changes they made in this game from Undertale mm-hmm. and wanted to see some of them expanded on more than they were. And I was like, oh, that's what the episodes are for. But then near the end of the game, most of the things that I wanted to see expanded on were like dropped completely. And then the fact that you go back to the town gives me hope that maybe there's like a whole other set of things Mm -hmm. that you'll learn over time yeah i had to imagine it'll be like we've we've made
1: many a time a comparison to like saturday morning cartoons Mm -hmm. like it feels like it's setting it up to be episodic in that kind of way like jj brought up where you go back to the fantasy world with the same characters and you do different shit so it's
0: like chalk zone
1: (laughs) Oh, yes, oh my god, it's exactly Chalk's
0: <laughs> Except you literally go get Chalk from the. Yeah, app. yeah. It, there it is. I, you are cracked you, the code. I hate you. Oh my god. Uh, somebody call Rudy. Um, Rudy's got the Chalk. But anyway, um. <laughs> I believe you were going
2: <laughs> I don't remember. My brain is full of chalk now. Yeah. I think you were fault. going to
0: prompt me to elaborate on what it was that I wanted to expand upon. You know me better than I know myself. You gave a l- the look that you gave was as if to say, "Please expand <laughs> uh, what you're talking about." There's a big one that I wanted to bring up like as soon as possible. So, obviously, the combat system in Deltarune is a lot different than the combat system in Undertale. Not on a core level, but everything else about it, like, it's still choose to attack or spare or act, and manage, but now you're managing a party. Yeah, and you got magic in there a yeah. little bit. So there's, like, a ho- there's like a host of, of new mechanics, but it still plays out in the same turn-based way with the bullet hells. Um, but I love the inclusion of, of uh, Susie as a party member that is your enemy. <laughs> And the fact that like by the end of the game you could tell her to act, kind of bummed me out a little bit because I, I thought while I thought the warn mechanic was a little bit shallow because basically it was just take a turn and then the rest of it the rest of the time you're fine. If there was more to that, I love this concept where one of the things that you're fighting against is another part. Like maybe you could act on her mm-hmm. and try and like. You could put her to sleep. Yeah, yeah. With, in in some of the battles. But like I like the idea of like them building upon it where it was like Susie's still antagonistic to you and uh, I'm Ralsei. just gonna say Azrael. Is it Ralsei? <laughs> it's Is that Ralsei. how okay. yeah. uh, <laughs> during the entire, you know, experience, but you have more options to interact with her. Maybe like attacking her has a chance to like put her down or you can talk to her and like make her attack and make her attack you instead of the the enemies, like do something like that. Like I wanted stuff like that real bad because the combat system is like, we complained a little bit in undertale about the combat system being a little bit shallow and this has the complexity to make it interesting.
1: Yeah. I feel like that would work really well if you spread her arc over the whole all, however many episodes there might be. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, it does kind of... Who knows what they'll do in the future, obviously. uh, But it does seem like it it might be a little bit of a wasted opportunity if if it doesn't come back up.
2: I mean, if he made this story in one episode, I have every yeah, faith he can, yeah. that he can make another through whatever means that he has at his disposal. And I think it's, like again, not out of the question that we might get to episode two in a completely different setting with characters shuffled around and names anagrammed right. and, and little else the same. <laughs> they
1: might yet even be, like, seemingly disconnected stories with completely different characters. Yeah. Who but, knows?
2: Yeah. Back to Susie for a moment. Mm-hmm. I think part of the reason why she works so well, not just mechanically, but thematically, is that through the decision to add a party to Undertale's sort of combat system, it allows for a much more complex expression and a much wider variety of like human relationships that you can try and express the mechanics of undertale, which is normally all about trying to like in almost clumsy ways, try and express human relationships uh, because like we all in our lives have met and had the relationship that you have in Deltarune, uh someone like Susie, mm-hmm. like the person who is going through a tough time in their life does not seem to care, is too young to realize the consequences of their actions, and you taking on a kind of pseudo-mentorship role, you trying to reach out to that person is not something that is often represented in games at all. Mm -hmm. And I think the important note is that with a party, this doesn't just have to be that kind of interaction, right? Like, there could be another Delta Rune episode where you're trying to convince someone with a depression to like get over themselves and move on with their life like anything that's about you trying to work with someone else to to make their life better or to accomplish their goals is something that's now on the table with delta rune's party system and i love that to death oh Mm -hmm. my
0: god and on the mechanical side of things i like the party system because it gives you not just like options in combat and also sort of like an interesting like 'Cause we didn't see a whole lot of this, like you said, like magic is like eh, there's a little bit of magic yeah. in there. Uh but there is like the potential for things to like you can make enemies more likely to attack a particular party member so you have time to do healing and stuff like that. And also it allows for optimization in a way that Undertale just, like, straight up does not. Mm-hmm. Like, where if you're really good at the combat, you can do things in order to make yourself better off at the end. Like, I know by the end of the game, when I felt like I had a handle on things, there would be situations where you'd be like, well, I'm going to do this and this and that, and it's going to pacify these two people, and I'll spare one of them that I can spare one and guard with the other people to build up the tension meter to then get more money at the end of the, the thing and i really liked that as well like just being able to sort of like it's the the part of the rpg combat system that i think is really well thought out where it says like you've got all of these things and like you can you know what you can do with them and you just try and like
2: optimize a good fight the tension meter is just absolutely beautiful to me because it it gives you a resource that you as a player are heavily incentivized to manage that by its mechanics alone also force a good dramatic arc into the sequence which is the highlight of like any kind of great mechanic in these kind of dramatic games but like it is something that allows you when you're on the defensive. To slowly build back up until you can turn the tides again. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't help you if you're just bum rushing through whatever is in front of you completely offensively. It only it helps you more when you're on the back foot and allows you to to act like a catch up mechanic for yourself. I I really do just kind of adore it and can't wait to see the other kind of weird magic stuff and interactions that they come up with for the meter.
1: It. It feels I can't really imagine a better way if you were going to try and expand on the Undertale formula because like it basically took like turn based combat and stripped it down to its very basis of just you take a turn, they take a turn, and integrated the bullet hell thing. And this adds some more of that RPG stuff back in and it picks and chooses, I think, just the right things to like elevate
0: it. Yeah, and the, and the fact that it has... Because it still uses Undertale's, like, incredibly asinine item system, where it's just, like, everything's a healing item, and, it, and you yeah. just got you have, like, limited space. And that's, like, it. Like, the fact that the items are even in the game is, like, weird. weird. Yeah. yeah The inclusion <laughs> of armors also seems weird to me, but, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. True, and that, like, there's, like, almost no exploration of, of equipment in the first mm-hmm. episode, so I don't know where that's going to go. Um, I don't know. It's a decent way to, like, I guess, work with... Like, make you make progress in a game where they encourage you to stay at level one. Yeah. So that's that's cool. Mm-hmm. So with that new combat system comes new combat music, and in fact, lots of new music in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for, I do applaud the decision to keep some of the like motifs from undertale in delta rune uh despite his claim that the games are not connected the musical cues kind of assure you otherwise uh (laughs) Uh, but i think the the music i have i'm of two minds on it personally i think it's good like i don't think that it's not good music Um but at the same time like I almost get the impression that, like, he took feedback from uh, the Undertale soundtrack and was like, okay, these are the songs that got really popular. Let's make songs that have kind of a similar feel to them. Like, they're, the regular battle music, like, has the same tempo as uh, Megalovania does. And that's, that's like, the secret final boss music. <laughs> hear it all the time now.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's just kind of his style or at least that's the read i kind of get on it and um yeah it's not as memorable i think overall but i think i like i think he leaned into the aesthetic a little more like i feel like the music really fit the weird almost tron like Alice in Wonderland weird mashup
0: thing he's got going on. Uh, It's a Disney mashup, unlike any we've ever talked about before. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um,
2: But I don't know. The aesthetic also shows, like, mark... Not, like, unbelievable, but, like, a a, a distinct step up. You can tell that that that, that Temi girl is doing more and more and
1: more of the artwork. The... Um, in battle screen animations in
2: particular are really nice. Yes, everything is colored. It's funny because uh, you can hear uh, Toby kind of like complain about the extra amount of time that is taking to do all of these much more detailed actually in color sprites with full animation in comparison to the other stuff that he had done uh, in the initial Undertale. Uh, but, I mean, given how good they look, I'm fine with that. If I get more of those like crazy coin boss level mm. like bad shit humorous ideas that are animated perfectly to the theme like i'll wait <laughs> that previous episode of the series jj was like
0: i don't care about color give me more game and then this one you're like i care a lot about color i'll wait for the game yeah it was weird is that something i hadn't
1: even like realized um was that all the sprites uh in undertale are black and white on the battle screens or Something like, like I noticed, you would have asked me, right. hey, "Andy, are the sprites black and white?" In and Undertale would have said yes, but uh, I didn't stand out to me like, "Oh, they're all in full color in this one, even on the battle screens." Yeah, so it was like a weird uh, yeah. little bit of trivia.
0: I do still like uh, the very end of the game, like when you're in the actual castle in the card castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does sort of like slip back into being like just a black screen with white walls on it. And I was like, did he like... Was it like October 30th? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I just gotta like, just draw we, this out. We like. gotta ship it. <laughs> 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 well, but other than that, the, that, I don't know, everything else about it was cool. That castle it
1: also felt like a specific uh, Undertale uh, parallel, like the, the throne room. Felt like almost exactly the same as the Asgore one. Mm
2: -hmm. A lot of those parallels actually have me uh, a little bit worried in some parts. Like, I I really don't know how to feel specifically right now about how they've been... The way in which returning characters are used in this game. Um, And I'm not talking about, I'm going to say like specifically like Ralsei or Azriel or whatever, because I think that one's actually used pretty well. But, like, once you're back in the main town, I feel like the way that the existing characters from the original game are sprinkled into Deltarune are cashing... Um, well, writing a check that's going to be really, really hard to cash. Like, I, I don't think it's, it's a impossible, it. but, uh, like... Because you cannot, if the answer to this query is just, I wanted to use the designs again, it's totally unrelated, and there ends up being no obvious connection, mm-hmm. that would be really disappointing and kind of pandering. But, uh, but you know, the opportunity is there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, if you can go, you can go universe fucky enough that this could work and be very interesting.
1: Yeah. The way, if it were me, the way I would probably try to lean is in a Majora's Mask way, Mm -hmm. where you use them in an uncanny kind of way that makes you, like, question what's going on with them, or, like, makes you a little uncomfortable or something.
0: It would work a lot better if they didn't have the same names, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, the end of the episode, if you talk to Sans, he's like, hey, stop by and help me out tomorrow, which suggests that he'll be more of a character in the next episode. Uh, so, you know, who knows what what's going to happen with it.
0: Legitimately, my guess for... The, this is my guess that I hope is wrong, mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't want to go into speculation on this. I wanted to sort of, like, be a little bit more focused. We can do that a lot more on the next episode when we have kind of a larger ground uh-huh. to base it on. Oh, yeah, we
2: need two points to this line yeah. before we start tracing direction. But the the cheap and easy
0: one-and-done way of doing this is to just make it Sans is just doing shit because they've already established him as like a character who is like exists outside the realm of of the game's reality like he's like the Deadpool character where he's like self-aware of what's going
2: on He's aware of mechanics and shit. Yeah, yeah, but that's slightly different. Like, you're correct in saying that he is the Deadpool of this game, and I'm not a Deadpool scholar, so this might be a wrong read (laughs) on the character, and you can correct me. But I always got the impression that Deadpool was a character that was locked inside and looking out, in contrast to, like, a Bugs Bunny that can reach up and grab the pen and write his arm back on. Right. And the important difference here is that I feel like once things get universe-fucky enough, like... I don't think even within the fiction of the original game Sans was set up as the kind of character that could do shit like this like he was just a guy that had abilities and could move outside of the limits of time right uh, but
0: but I mean but that sounds like the perfect skill set to be like the guide on this journey Potentially between multiple universes, like, right? The like guide, but not the cause. The wise right. old sage, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, yeah, because Flowey would be the only character with the similar. Uh, yeah, like because if, if Sans yeah.
1: had those kinds of abilities, he would just be the hero. <laughs> they should <if>. make. <laughs> but he's too lazy. Yeah, and shitty.
0: Yeah, it's but shit. a... they make like a glib reference to Flowey at the end of the game, and I'm trying to remember. It was like. If you're When you're in Asgore's flower shop, he talks about, like, used to having golden flowers, but something, something, something else happened. Mm-hmm. So that is also a possibility that that's a character that's just going to show up and decide that, and just snap their fingers and ignore all, like, logical yeah. sense. I, These are the things that I do not want to yeah, happen. Yeah, I just yes. not want Flowey to
1: show up, but I'll be very surprised if he doesn't in some form or another.
2: Yeah. How do you think this game can possibly live up to the kind of surprise that Undertale itself initially walked in on? Like, you kind of rubbed up against this point earlier, Andy, when you were talking about how they attempted to use the free, Mm. complete surprise release to kind of revitalize the grassroots approach that this game initially had when it first got popular. I guess the series, I should say, at this point. But, like, it is hard for me, a mere human, (laughs) emotionally and psychically stable, to imagine how they're going to, like, like one-up Photoshop Flowey, even conceptually. Uh, I don't know. It's hard. I mean, obviously,
1: it's hard to say. But um, I don't know if they're gonna try. My, like... uh, kind of read on this game is i thought it was better than undertale in a lot of ways like i thought the writing was a bit better i thought the pacing of it was a bit better granted it's just one episode but uh and i even kind of like the characters a little bit more but like overall though like undertale was way more memorable and stuck with me because it had that surprise factor so i don't know if they're just going he's just gonna try and like put out just a quality well-executed product and hope that it stands on its own or if he's gonna try and one-up himself
2: yeah like how do you be a sequel to undertale that isn't entirely about subversion of expectation like that's, that's so attached to the brand and he's actively kind of working against trying to go that angle in the first episode by bringing back all these characters right there's so much less surprise comparatively, but still a lot of mystery. I mean, I hope he tries, and
1: if he's going to try and surprise us, it seems kind of pointless to speculate on how we'll do it. <laughs> True. But uh, I, I I hope he manages... Like, he doesn't even have to one-up himself, just so long as he delivers another good surprise. You know what I mean? Like...
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be a, a a horizontal shift, not a vertical one. Yeah. Like this like, is a very different surprise. It's not better or yeah, worse. I it's feel just like, different. yeah, I think that's the the way to go.
2: I have a theory.
1: All right, hit me. Yeah, and I think the episodic structure does help, as I kind of brought up before. Like the you don't know when it's coming out. Yeah, it that, might be tomorrow. Yep, that helps. But
2: I'm gonna put my seri- my chips on the table. I'm going to put my theory aside for now uh, so I can respond to whatever the thing it was that you said.
1: The episodic nature helping with the surprise?
2: Yes. The fact that it's episodic really lends itself to a kind of excitement that I genuinely don't think I've ever felt at like a game announcement before. Granted, obviously this is from the perspective of someone who was like, Undertale, yeah! But... Like, I literally just woke up this morning and figured out a surprise sequel to my favorite game ever was released for free in secret. Like, that's yeah. mind-boggling, right? And this game, there are so many people like me who attach to Undertale maybe a little bit too strongly mm-hmm. that that leverages that so well. Like, it is, it is an impressive and a very brave choice. Although next time it's going to come out with a you know a dollar sign attached, but I'm right. not complaining.
0: My uh, uh, thought on the episode, on the episodic nature of the game, and also the possibility of a surprise is, I legitimately think that there's a chance that he'll just release episode two, and that'll be the end of it, and like it'll just <laughs> oh, be like yeah. a whole game, but it's just like called episode 10. it's just the rest of the game it yeah. could also be a joke at the expense of valve software okay <laughs> oh, just it's just two episodes yeah and I have one. it end on a cliffhanger but have it end on the same cliffhanger as half life 2 episode 2 <laughs> it just feels unrelated
2: like the, they're going to finally introduce like an old black man character then, into yeah. the undertale and universe and also
0: robot
1: tripod which is going to be an intense addition and then toby fox will make half life 3 yeah, and
0: we'll be <laughs> called Deltarune episode three, colon half-life, half-life two, two, colon episode, episode three. <laughs> three. I
2: remember my theory.
0: Yeah, okay, anyway.
2: Since this game is now on the Switch, mm-hmm. it's, they per- have, it's perfect
0: for the Switch. Perfect for the ideal.
2: Switch. Ideal. Uh, they have a lot of hardware things they can play with as far as the surprise goes. This is true. I really think that they need to take advantage of the 3d rumble which is like a really not adequately taken advantage of functionality of the nintendo switch at this, this point in it's life I cycle feel
1: like there's zero percent chance that'll happen All right, imagine because the pc release is going to get priority and it's like a very small budget indie developer they probably will not waste time and resources on hd rumble
2: they'll just hire people to go to your house <laughs> uh, i mean
1: they could hire
2: someone to do it
1: mm-hmm. i mean i'm in favor
2: it's a small barrier <laughs> i don't think it'll happen i think once you unslide the little switchies or whatever they're called oh, your. <laughs> switchies is
0: also that was right.
2: in you know d- d- their development name okay fine yeah. once you unslide the switchies and you hold them in your hand i feel like the only way to really capture the kind of horror that i first felt with that photoshop flower would be if the 3d rumble allowed me to like feel the face of a close invisible onlooker <laughs> yeah <laughs> like going like side to side and like getting the dimension out through like 3d rumble that would be good yeah it also opens up the idea of like uh, like a vive port which would also be good which is just the game in front of you with nothing different <laughs> except for like some other parts that are you know coming creepy yeah, and like or surprising
0: currently on the console releases of of Undertale, and Deltarune. You can choose frames. Mm-hmm. You just choose what room you're viewing the game in. <laughs> and you can like look around it, but you're just like on a couch. You're just like in
1: Sans's living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, it's yeah. like the
0: pirate ship thing, but like it's a pirate ship but you're still just on a couch looking yeah. at TV. <laughs> no, that'd be good. Yeah, that'd be great. They could also do um, and this is like this is some high-end indie shit that won't ever happen, uh, but they release episode two on PC, and then they release episode three, and it's exclusive to the Switch, so they can <laughs> use weird Switch features, and then the next one's exclusive for, like,
2: Samsung smart fridges. <laughs> Maybe they do it, like, a much better version of the Kingdom Hearts like alter console progression, where they just always release it on two systems, but it's always staggered. So like the, the worst system is always left behind for the next Ex- in line. Yep. Yeah, give you a little hop.
1: They should put it on the Soldier Boy.
0: Oh yeah, Soldier game. game.
2: Don't put it on Soldier Boy. He <laughs> doesn't run software yet. We haven't gotten that far. Soldiertron.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> Sorry. I can never remember that because Soulja Boy is the obvious is a name, name that it yeah. should have been. But anyway, <laughs> um, do you want to talk about. We talked about Susie a bit. Do we want to talk about Lancer, aka New Sands? Yeah, yeah
0: I, well, see, here's the thing with. You gave. That's not a, a fair assessment of this character. <laughs> I loved Lancer. Okay. Like, I, I thought
1: he was great. I also liked Lancer a lot. I feel like uh, Lancer a lot. Never mind. Nice. Um, when I said it fast, it, it sounded no, 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 more I like Lancelot. But um, <laughs> so I feel like they pulled a BB-8 with Lancer, or it's like they kind of combined things about Sans and Papyrus into one character. Right. Fair.
2: Yeah.
0: I honestly think that uh, the Lancer-Susie duo is as effective of a villain duo as Sans Papyrus for actually, during the first I, act. Yeah, I actually think it's better.
1: Uh, like I was saying, like, there's a lot of, like, I think a lot of the individual elements, if not, like, most of them, mm-hmm. uh, are better, like, in yeah. isolation. But, like, the overall picture of Undertale, uh, like, really elevates itself. So, I, I don't know. I'm kind of torn about how I feel about, if you're comparing the two, yeah. The know. problem
0: is if they do choose to bring him back, and it isn't episodic in the way that we were sort of thinking. I don't. You're not gonna get like the same kind of. If they try and do the same thing again, like that would be really awkward. Yeah, that would be like also sort of like making him sort of like BB-8. It would be like if you watched if you watched the new Star Wars trilogy and said this seems really familiar. You'd be doing the same thing. With Undertale. I'd be like this would be better if they just did a different thing with it yeah. instead of rehashing all the same ideas. Um
1: yeah, I feel like you need to introduce different supporting characters in each episode. I agree. Like if you you could keep Chris and Susie but then like change everything around them. I think it's the optimal way to go. As we have previously stated.
0: Also in fairness, most of the reason that I like uh, Lancer, as a character, is because he once said, I'm going to, or I have guys who will smash you into blood, which is a really just a very good line uh, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Any of the bucket and everything, mm-hmm. that's hysterical. Like, <laughs> that's the best joke of the game. <laughs> anyway, what else we got?
2: Talked about visuals, talked about music, talked about the game. I mean, you'd be surprised, but. The structure of this game, the first of many episodes, I think kind of prevents many particularly deep dives about it. Especially a game that relies heavily on ambiguity as this game does. That's also mm-hmm. what I was thinking. What
1: did you guys think of the free roam
0: around the town at the end thing? Uh, I mean, if we're being very honest about it, I didn't really like it, but... <laughs> Why only if you're
2: very honest? What's the, what's the just honest take?
0: I want to give it... The benefit of the doubt and say that like your interaction with these people is going to be like important for later events and considering it is the first episode in a series it makes more sense to have this like sort of drawn out uh, NPC interaction session like a lot of RPGs have whenever you enter a new town or something and so I want to say like it's fine because of that but I there were good jokes occasionally, but like I would have skipped it if I didn't think it was going to be important.
1: Yeah. I, I talked to mostly everybody on like the first two screens and then was like, eh, and then just (laughs) left and went back to sleep. Uh, It felt like weird. Like, I don't know. I felt this way about, um, earthbound as well. Like at the, at the end of the game, I feel like it's a really weird place to put something like that. Like, I've just beaten the game. I kind of feel like I'm done with it. Like, I don't really want to go back through this big area and talk to everybody. Yeah, yeah and Undertale,
0: uh, Earthbound is, the, is this times 10 because yeah. it's the whole game world. Yep, yeah. Which, I mean, like, it's neat, and
1: you, like, on paper,
0: you know, mm. it's a cool
1: idea, and you, like, want to like it, but it feels like an obligation
2: after you've, you know, interacted with it a bit. Agreed. It, it doesn't work with the pacing within the episode itself, and it's not particularly effective at, like, building up anticipation by itself. And when I say that, I'm not trying to discount, all, like, the cool questions that that sequence brings up. I'm just saying that you could have worked those questions into the actual narrative that the one episode was telling. Uh, you would have had to change some things around, of course, but, like, the fact that you have a, this episode is concluded, stop, go into the town, raise a bunch of hub world questions and things we don't know about for the next game then end makes things kind of awkward within that initial play session. Um, I wouldn't cut it, given the choice, of course. You need the questions to be there, but they could have been organized better.
1: Or, like, cut down on the amount of interactions. True.
2: I think think part of the reason why they went with that large of an initial ending space is just so the world felt kind of imposing at that point because this is still marketed as like one episode in coming so yeah. the idea was that you're supposed to like emerge from your experience into this wide world that is full of hidden secrets and questions if you go to look for them to find them yeah it doesn't quite work like that because a game like this it's all about character interaction you kind of feel just obligated to talk to everyone even more than most rpgs yep. so you run into that issue uh, but i think that was the intent they, they could have They could have done better there, narratively speaking, but I'm still glad it was present. Also, that one guy has, like, cancer or something? Oh, dear cancer man? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was weird. Because, like, that's a character that I didn't even know... I don't. Is that from? Is that character from Undertale? No, there's
2: no cancer in Undertale.
0: No, not not the cancer. That's not the character. I mean, the deer people. Was that were they monsters in Undertale? No, there's there were no Are deer. Are sure? okay. Giftrot, which yeah, is a deer. Is a deer, but it's
2: like a very different deer. <laughs> yeah. He's not guys. an anthropomorphized deer. He's a monster deer, and that doesn't count.
1: I still, I still, I feel like there was a deer person. You
2: show me a deer person and I will record I mean, an active correction. You
1: would know better than I would, but I feel like I can picture it.
2: No deer, no cancer. All right. All right. It's my presidential <laughs> did not, goals. Did not mean to even
0: start any of this. <laughs> I just wanted to mention that that particular emotional note felt... Kind of unearned and unnecessary unless he becomes like a yeah, major like a character like
1: for something later. Mm-hmm. Like I,
0: it just seemed weird. Or
1: it could be cool. Yeah, as you were saying, if these things were relevant if they're used to seed things for a later episode
0: right but they have to include a whole bunch of stuff so that they can cloak it in yeah. like the veil of conversation
2: maybe they do the bioshock infinite constants and variables thing and oh, he just like me he just has cancer in every timeline and each episode <laughs> oh, no. of a new
1: setting that's actually really funny <laughs> i don't know how funny that uh, is exa- but yeah but it but feels, not fun, right? it feels wrong that it's funny <laughs> Hey, guys. (laughs) Do we have final thoughts? Uh, Sure. This is actually... This Deltarune episode one is a lot better than I think I would have expected a follow-up to Undertale would go. Um, I I would imagine that it would, like, kind of crash and burn or feel real forced or something. Mm. But I think this is handled pretty well. It gets... Like I said, I think the quality in, like most areas is improved like the animation the writing the pacing etc um and it's it's gotten me intrigued to see where it goes next and i mean i'd say those that seems like a success to me
2: i do not have final thoughts on an unfinished product you monster
0: you pretentious (laughs) (laughs) dickbag
2: quit
0: dodging the question (laughs) No, we'll let him. We'll let him do this until the last episode.
2: <laughs> Wait, just does, does lock that, me into having no final thoughts on all prior episodes. You've
0: chosen. You've already. You're on the. You killed the frog. It. You're on the bad path. <laughs> now you have to give all your final thoughts on the last episode. Oh no! Now, the, and what's gonna happen is we're gonna do Undertale episode seven, the last one that they're making. Also, they changed the name back to Undertale. <laughs> Oops. I, I googled I,
1: under Undertale deer, and then it like auto like uh, suggested Undertale
0: deer OC. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first result. And what's gonna happen is I'll be like, all right, do Andy, do you have final thoughts? He'll give us final. I'll give my final thoughts. I'll be like, thanks for listening, to No Clip Pocket. Join us next week when we do JJ's final thoughts, and then we, we'll just record half an hour of you doing final <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've been building this up the whole time. It is written. Yeah. It shall be done. I don't know if it would be done, but I'll allow it on this one.
2: You find some sweet Undertale deer porn? You
1: just wait. No. Until the dice, read a five or eight.
0: Give it to me now. Well, if I have final thoughts, <laughs> there, then I'm looking forward to the next game mechanically, but I'm curious narratively, but I don't think that I have enough to go on or understand enough of what's going on to yeah. be like, hell yeah, like bring it, bring me more of that. Yeah. That is like a good yeah, way to put fair. it.
2: I'm not curious about the narrative, but I know the writing will be good. Like yeah. I have faith in the writing. I just don't have faith in the, in the overall direction. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I have a moderate amount of faith. We'll say, mm-hmm. uh, thank you for listening to no clip pockets Delta Rune, episode one. Join us next time for a continuation of the Deltarune series. Until then, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com or at pro. There you can find links to our YouTube, our Twitter, all of our old episodes, uh, including an old episode on Undertale and an old, old episode on Undertale. Uh, (laughs) You can go to our YouTube page, like, comment, subscribe, Rate, review, uh, buy a Casper mattress with promo code <laughs> NOCLIP. Uh, uh, don't, that? I mean, you could try that. <laughs> it's not going to work, though. Yeah, m- Maybe uh,
1: the NOCLIP documentary series has a promo going on. <laughs> yeah, you could get 10% <laughs> off anyway, but they didn't sponsor us.
0: Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening, et cetera, et cetera.
1: That was our rendition of Megalovania <laughs> <laughs> on our quads. Mm-hmm. What are quads? M- muscles. Hilariously,
0: they're both muscles and the names of the drums that people yes. do. And so that was a really good joke. Oh. You're just so ignorant.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I will admit this. However, I do have some knowledge... I know the third definition of quads. Oh, shit. Yes. I heard it and was confused because my only knowledge of quads is a a description of, like, a grassy playing area for sports. I forgot about Uh, that. It's weird to me that— You (laughs) fucking morons. It's weird to me
1: that as a swimmer you aren't familiar with the fact that these are your quads.
2: Why would I learn the names of muscles when I'm so busy using them?
1: (laughs) You never had them like cramp up or anything. No, they bent
2: to my will, much as the seas did.